Welcome to the broadcast, everybody. This is Scott Offord with the Crypto Mining Tools Podcast. Your hey, host, everybody. and we've got Ethan Zerka hey, over here and Pavel down there Hi. from Slush Pool and Brains OS. Um, yeah, so uh, Pavel, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do there at your company? Yeah, of course. Uh, the company is called Brains. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a typical thing what people not don't, don't get uh, precisely. The, the company is called Brains. The, the main product what we do uh, is Brains OS. It's an operating system for miners. And the biggest project we were working on the last seven years already is developing and operating Slash Pool. And this is what takes all our time uh, in this company. And yeah, we are having a right, nice uh, ride because we love the whole ecosystem and, and what, what we do. And yeah, this is roughly uh, what, what we are up to. Uh, my background is computer science. I started as uh, a programmer, analyst, did some consultancy in this area. But uh, after getting to Bitcoin, everything <clears throat> changed. and. Uh, we do what we do uh, from that point, and and I personally don't want to switch uh, in any time. <laughs> now, Pavel, for our audience that are maybe new to cryptocurrency or you know just the space in general, can you give some more in-depth information about what Brains OS is? Now, I mean, just is yeah, it simply a firmware? Does it work with every miner? Does it work with any kind of miner? Tell yeah. us the detail. Yeah. Uh, if you have a mining machine, ASIC, uh, let, let's talk about Bitcoin mining. Uh, okay. Then the, the hardware needs to be uh, controlled by some firmware. It's typically a Linux-based operating system. And uh, and the whole software stack is pretty, pretty high. And what Brains OS is, is the operating system and all the software, which is uh, on the hardware itself. It allows the, the machine to be connected to a mining pool or some proxy. It controls the hardware. It does all the stuff like tweaking uh, speed of the fans, booting the machine, connecting it uh, somewhere. Uh, a lot of configuration stuff uh, is happening. and. What makes Brains OS uh, special, or how it uh, ended up being quite uh, quite known, is because it is open source. We we provide uh, everybody the sources, so you can take uh, the the code and you can customize it. You can change it. You can flush it to your device, and you can run uh, your own version. And yeah, this is the key key feature. It allows miners to be sure what exactly is running on their machines because obviously mining is about uh, money and it, it, it sometimes uh, needs to work against bad people and bad actors so being uh, in control of what you're uh, what you're running on the machine uh, is obviously a plus it can help with getting audits for 
uh, for I don't know financing for operations stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but in general, we we believe that uh, open source is useful and, and and a good thing. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I'm I'm a huge proponent of, of open source. Now, other than just giving you end-to-end -end control. Does it have any other advantages? Like, can can you unlock features and functionalities in these miners that the manufacturer knows about and has access to? But <laughs> yeah, of, of course. It's preventing the, the users from from accessing that. Tell us about that. Yeah, the, the fact that you have the full source code for uh, operating the machine, uh, you can tweak and you can use any feature what the hardware provides. So nobody okay. can prevent you to use some uh, features of the chip if you have the specifications or if you can figure out how the, the hardware actually operates, then you can tweak it and you can use it as, as you wish, uh, which allows you to build your solutions. Uh, for example, people uh, are putting uh, some management or monitoring stuff directly on the machines, uh, various things. Uh, you probably thought about uh, enabling ASIC boost uh, features, mm -hmm. but what was uh, one of those biggest stories related to brain cells before right. when, uh, mm -hmm. when we allowed to uh, people using S9s to run uh, the chips in like fully spec uh, using ASIC boost, using all the... Uh, Hardware features, and, and this is overt ASIC boost, not covert ASIC yeah, boost. Yeah, this was okay. overt ASIC boost. Can you uh, uh, tell yeah. us? Sorry, just tell us a little bit about about that that whole mm -hmm. overt and covert ASIC boost, and and what yeah. Bitmain was doing, and and why why you guys decided to uh, to come out with this. Yeah, um, the the whole ASIC boost story is quite long, people speculated long years about uh, miners using ASIC boost, yeah. uh, the patented technology for uh, getting better efficiency from their miners. There were never proofs, if I'm not mistaken, that somebody used a covert version. And uh, a lot of people were suspicious about Bitmain S9s uh, and direction that there should be possible to run uh, ASIC boost uh, on these machines, but the, the stock firmware didn't allow it. And we did find some traces in the source code, uh, which pointed us uh, to a conclusion that it should really be, be that case. And uh, my partner, uh, Jan Chapek, uh, he, he spent some time uh, on this. And at the end, we figured out that it could be actually run. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was an obvious thing to open it and give it uh, give it to miners because uh, it was like half million I don't know miners out there like the machines capable yeah. of running uh, substantially more efficient way and people could could not use it it was really outrageous I cannot speculate about why Bitcoin, uh, why, why Bitmain, this, these kind of things, why it was not allowed uh, for everybody to use it. It would be pure speculation, obviously. I have my, my internal opinions. Now, do you, do you think Bitmain was actually running ASIC Boost for themselves? And then not allowing, you know, everybody you know, else? You could, you could detect it. You could okay. see it in block headers. 
Because okay. once you start uh, to use this feature, you need to tweak. Right. Uh, yeah. Publicly visible field, the first field in Bitcoin header, uh, which is inversion, uh, uh, mm -hmm. to allow over uh, over async boost, uh, it could be detected. So there are speculations if they could use the same hardware for uh, covert version of AC boost, which could be technically done. And again, no like conclusive proof was found. Uh, it would be smart. I mean, mining is about getting as much as uh, as much as many hashes as possible uh, mm -hmm. by using uh, as as slow amounts of energy as possible. So it could be useful, and, and you want to have the advantage. Uh, so, so did you feel that, uh, or did your company feel that there was an unfair advantage by one of the big players out there? Uh, and, and so, did you kind of see it as a moral obligation to to even the playing field? Yeah, I think it's like buying a product and somebody preventing you to use the product which you paid for. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, I mean buy a car and not never shift more than uh, a third speed. gear yeah third like, gear yeah uh, because somebody wants to run faster than you uh on a racetrack uh so yeah i think it, this is this is not right yeah, yeah. You, you just paid for the machine and it's capable of doing uh what what it's capable and and yeah so uh Change the topic really quick here. We have a, a comment from somebody that is watching on YouTube right now live, and they say uh, they want me to read this comment. They say uh, ranking by background <laughs> is number one, Scott, number two, Ethan, number three, Pavel. But ranking by coolness, I think, you know, by the person is number one pavel number two is a tie between me and, and ethan <laughs> but i would like to know what, what the uh objective function would be like <laughs> how to or the, like uh, handsomeness or or smartness I, uh, yeah i didn't shave maybe it's yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's got to be the beard right. <laughs> even great <laughs> um so yeah anyway uh, let's just segue um Ethan, why don't you tell us a little bit about our podcast sponsor? Yeah, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Nova Block. Um, they are new to the mining pool arena. And in just the, the short time, I think now six months that they've been in North America, they're now the fifth largest mining pool in the world, which is amazing. And the way they got there is they believe that as hash rate shifts from China into North America, they want to you know, onboard customers with giving them transparency and educating them as to, you know, what pool is the right fit for them. Um, Scott's going to follow up here up yeah. <laughs> with, with how to get a deal from them. Yeah, they're great. So on the top right-hand side, if you just click the sign up button, uh, enter your information, and then there's an invite code. If you put in offered 18, O-F-F-O-R-D-1-8, you actually get a, a permanent reduction in your pool fees uh, down to 1.8%. Um, so yeah, give that a shot and try out Nova Block. Um, otherwise, yeah, let's uh, get back to the conversation at hand with Pavel uh, from his wonderful 
uh, company. Now, yeah, now Pavel, I, advertisement I could imagine on the podcast. <laughs> I I am aware that you also um, are part of a new Stratum protocol. So, can you explain to us, like you know, the current Stratum protocol and what you are doing, your innovation with the new Stratum protocol? Like, how how does it work? How does it benefit? Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, all Bitcoin mining currently runs on Stratum V1 protocol. It is JSON-based, uh, text-based protocol, basically, which is really old, and it it is it's super useful and it does the work uh, somewhat properly and it, it was mm -hmm. cool, but it is old and currently the whole industry is much more uh, mature. There is There are different uh, needs for a communication protocol for, mm -hmm. for mining. And what we are so, struggling so with- Just to be clear, the, the stratum is actually the connection between the miner and yeah. it trying it's to decrypt the block. Yeah, you can you can imagine it as a communication language between uh, pool server and the okay. firmware we discussed before. They need to communicate somehow. They send messages one way and another. And, so just like uh, your browser uses hypertext transport language, HTML and HTTP. It is HTTP your... analogy okay. or TCP plus TCP. HTTP. Oh, okay. HTTP right. is a better thing because uh, Stratum runs on TCP as well. Uh, so the as the same way as HTTP is text-based, uh, the original uh, original Stratum V1 was text-based. Okay. Uh, Obviously, there are uh, efficiency enhancements in HTTP as well. So it's run; uh, it's running in uh, binary mode uh, mostly nowadays as well. And one of the things we we changed for what well, we do is uh, like working on efficiency. But there is a lot of lot of enhancement we could imagine while implementing and, and running and operating the slash pool for so many years. And from the other perspective. Once we got our hands dirty with uh, writing firmware, we saw some inefficiencies and, and uh, various quirks on the on the protocol from firmware perspective as well. So we thought uh, we have a great opportunity by like touching both ends uh, to replace the original protocol and bring okay. something that would solve all our problems. Uh, either on the firmware side or soft or server side, and and bring new features to the protocol, with, which would allow a new use cases or support current use cases better. Uh, there are various aspects of uh, the new protocol. One is like bringing much better efficiency on several levels. There's a lot of small uh, improvements we we could make because okay. original protocol was just. Uh, random for messages and it somewhat works, but it can be done more, uh, in a more clever way. Uh, and once we started to think about what we can bring into the protocol, uh, we ended up finding uh, a better hash specification, uh, which okay. was a great inspiration for working on a critical feature of we2 which is uh work selection by miners uh so this is a 
one of the core features now in, in V2. And there is a lot of various aspects uh, of this we could discuss, but I'm not sure if, if this is a correct audience to discuss technical details. Uh, oh, sure yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd, we'd love yeah. it. Yeah. 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 yeah people so who are watching our, our minors, uh, either hobbyist or, or professional. So we, okay. we target okay. the in industrial mining industry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for uh, like the core feature of, let's start with the block selection thing uh, or a job selection thing. Okay. You as a miner uh, needs to work on a block, a block template, mm -hmm. which is sent by a pool, which creates this uh, asymmetry of who decides what to mine on. You as a miner owns your uh, machines, so, uh, Technically, you should be the one capable. You should be able to saying, decide what blocks yeah, your machine should be working on. I want to mine this or that. It 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 was meant this way, but uh, the concept of uh, pool mining, as is implemented right now, gives pools more more power because they can yeah. choose the template, and you just you as a miner just and, do the and, work. You do the hashing. We've also been told that they can also choose not only, you know, which blocks to mine, but they can actually choose which currency to mine, like, you know, moment to moment, they can switch yeah, from Bitcoin to, you know, another SHA-256, and they can manage hash rate and, and manipulate um, profitability that way. It can be seen as plus or minus, it depends. Mm -hmm. Uh, the fact that uh, you can mine different currencies and do uh, coin switching, as it's called, mm -hmm. uh, it can be a good thing if it's done in a way that uh, we are we agreed uh, this is happening. Then it's it's fine. We, mm -hmm. we uh, found some occasions that it was not agreed, sure, uh, and it is a different story. Uh, yeah, but you as a as a pool pr provider, you have the power to choose uh, blocks which means you, you choose transactions and you can mm -hmm. prevent somebody uh, or try to prevent that some transactions are mined into blocks. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we can see with the BCH uh, lately is there is a possibility for miners to, uh, like the pools to make an agreement and choose their, yeah. their work. And sell, sell hash power to them, yeah. Yeah. So. The concept of uh, work selection done by the miners somewhat solves this problem. Uh, not completely, it would be dishonest to say that it completely eliminates this asymmetry, uh, but it goes pretty far uh, towards, uh, you, could, you could run a full node, you could choose your own transactions, you can mm -hmm. prioritize them as you wish, you would probably uh, prioritize uh, the highest fee as uh, expected, mm -hmm. but it's not, it, it cannot be, or it can be a different case for you because it, it's mm -hmm. your machines, so you can do whatever you want. And if you uh, run a full node or has, a, has access to a full node, then the structure B2 allows you to negotiate with the pool that I want to mine mm -hmm. on this particular version of, uh, of a block. And it can be done without losing efficiency. Uh, the, 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 
most difficult things related to block selection or mm -hmm. work selection was to find an algorithm or protocol how to allow miners to do this and not cause a major problem like resource issues on the server side. If, if every miner is now starting to send uh, block templates to a pool, you cannot validate it. it it's just yeah. so, so too much, too much data. Uh, yeah, so there are some clever tricks how this can be uh, done in an efficient way so that miner can choose uh, block themselves. Uh, and obviously they can broadcast the block if they find find block without even uh, without even uh, communicating with the pool. Uh, for example, if a pool is not co uh, cooperating on uh, on on the block for some some reasons, hmm. uh, there is still some vector attack uh, from pool side or how mm -hmm. to call it. Pool can with. Uh, can hold your coins, what you yeah. what you should be paid for your work, right. but you cannot prevent you to uh, broadcast the block if you find it. And ah. typically, what what you can see is bigger farms, bigger miners tend to be paid very frequently. Yeah. So there is only a limited amount of money what you can risk uh, by a pool not uh, not doing its job and. It's not a big risk because no pool uh, would like to be in uh, crypto Twitter. Uh, right. <laughs> pool not paying. Uh, yeah, with, with the controversy. Yeah, but still, that you know, that the theory needs needs to cover even these these possibilities. Uh, but the nice thing is they cannot prevent you to uh, actually mine a block with uh, with certain properties you you choose. And if there is enough miners like this, uh, then uh, the chance of being um, censored out as, uh, for example, someone who wants to pay, make a transaction and, mm -hmm. and operators would like to prevent this. If there is enough miners uh, doing this kind of job selection, it's basically impossible to prevent the transaction being uh, mined in. So. so kind of to wrap it up in a nutshell, what it does is it streamlines the efficiency of communication yeah, while at the same much. time empowering the miner to select what work it does. Yeah, this is one of the key new features. Uh, to be completely open, uh, there needs to be uh, a lot of work done on other parts of the protocol so that you can start to implement this feature. Uh, the best thing, uh, the worst thing about starting V2 is it is more complicated. To be more efficient, uh, mm -hmm. it is slightly more complicated on like the message level. There is more different messages, what and, and more complex interactions. Uh, but then it can give you some some efficiency gains. And this crown feature of of job selection is built on all the foundational stuff which you have to implement first. So we we are going to uh, give people a full implementation of the of the standard protocol open sourced uh, as it should be to help adoption, of course. Uh, and after that, we would start to build a job selection thing. Just, yeah, it's, it's going to take some time. But I think it, 
it can take some time. The the good thing is we have the road uh, lined. We know that mm -hmm. the current protocol, as we would start to build build it, can support uh, this feature, and it's just a matter of uh, engineering effort to get there. But the infrastructure would be already already present. So yeah, it's gonna take some time, but it's uh, awesome. Uh, That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Scott, can you read the question? We, we've yeah. got a question from our audience here. Yeah, so somebody on YouTube, uh, LET Crypto says, Pavel, what, what is the craziest conspiracy theory that you believe uh, that is related to the Bitcoin mining industry? Oh, well, I tend to be interesting. Yeah, no, no, I tend to folder out everything what at least somewhat smells like conspiracy theory. Because uh, it just eats your brain, and and we all have better things to do than uh, thinking about stuff like this. So I don't know. I probably don't have any really spicy story. <laughs> well, I mean, you were mentioning before previously how a a major manufacturer of miners was you know showing up on the blockchain doing something. That they weren't enabling their customers to do. Yeah, the whole ASIC boost thing is a big uh, contender for, uh, but it's not conspiracy theory, you know. Yeah. It's well, just I mean, okay, have have you seen it, anything yeah. else even more extreme yeah, than that? And like, unbleed, I think it was called. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ant bleed. Yeah, the the the, the thing with uh, calling home uh, thing. It was funny because. We analyzed the code when uh, mm -hmm. the unbleeds were out, uh, and we so, so we were asked to double check that the code actually does what uh, people thought it does. We had a company uh, dinner in that time, and it was funny because a lot of guys were uh, around a computer trying to right. look at uh, what, what they could 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 do <clears throat> instead of eating burgers. Mm -hmm. uh, which somewhat uh, explains what uh, IT guys tend, tend to love to do. Uh, right. Yeah, it, this was quite nice. And I'm not sure if it was really, uh, it is conspiracy theory more than a fact. I can imagine it was a mistake, uh, mm -hmm. but it was great in a way that it showed how important is to look at uh, the source Security. code. Yeah, uh, and, it's yeah. technically possible to be hijacked like that easy, right? Because uh, the code would work. Uh, the mm -hmm. fact that it didn't happen large scale, like uh, shutting shutting off uh, other farms, we were just lucky. Yeah, right. that's just luck, right? Great finger. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a, a question coming up here, um, but first, Ethan, why don't you? Uh, tell everybody a little bit about what's coming up in Miami. Oh my gosh, guys! Like I cannot wait to go to the Mind Disrupt Conference, and I, I know, <laughs> I know my face lights up every time I talk <laughs> about this. But you guys just—you don't even understand. Like this is kind of the end all, be all. This is this is what I live for. This is where everybody in our respective industries gets together, and we can all just, you know, friends, foes competitors, you know, partners, we're all the same at this event. We all, you know, can talk and we can understand what's new, what's on the horizon, what's cutting edge. And I'm just so excited to, to get there and be a part of it. Yeah. So July, 
this year. It's happening in Miami. And um, if you are looking for tickets, you can go to our special URL here, two.tools/mining-disrupt. So that's to.tools/mining-disrupt, and you can get 10% off of your ticket price. Uh, so you'll see, you'll know that you have a discount if it says offered Scott up in the corner and it says 10% discount available. So if you're looking for that link, let us know. Uh, otherwise, just go to 2.tools slash mining dash disrupt and you can save on your ticket price. We're going to yeah. be there. We're going to be sponsoring. Money, yeah. yeah. And, save, uh, it, save it and buy more miners from me and Scott. Use that 10%, go. buy more miners from me and Scott, <laughs> you know, and we will see you at Mining Disrupt. It, it awesome. seems like it's going to be even bigger than the last year. Absolutely. Yeah, there's going to be way more exhibitors, yeah. a lot more attendees. There's, there's going to be a lot of space there. Are, yeah. are you guys going to be there, Pavel? Yeah, sure. We were there the last year as well. We didn't know what to expect, to be honest. So we didn't bring a lot of people. We were like three people there, mm -hmm. even without a booth. Uh, it was a mistake. <laughs> we should have better presence there. and I, I, I We think can help we, you with that. Mm. Uh, call me then. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll call you. Um, no, we will definitely be there. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a really nice event. Awesome. Um, so uh, one question I had for you specifically, because you, you do work for a pool, you, you are co-founder of a pool. Um, what do you think of BCH and that proposed tax, or, or I guess I don't know what they call it, a tax? to build up the developer fund that what do you think of that proposal i think it's unfortunate it's that i i don't care about it too much mm -hmm. but i think the precedence is really unhealthy and what it shows is there can be few guys uh, who can make an agreement mm -hmm. and basically take everybody else hostage. Yeah, uh, I would really this. This is centralization. We want decentralization. We wanted yeah. to get away from this. The worst thing about this is I don't want to see anything similar in a Bitcoin space. It would harm everybody. Uh, I mean, let's look at the mining as a part of the larger Bitcoin ecosystem and we can, as a miners, we can harm ourselves by uh, like sending bad signals towards the whole the whole industry or uh, even to, to public. And just imagine people doing officially fifty one percent attack in Bitcoin. What 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 sign uh, it is? Uh, I think it's not so easy in Bitcoin, but the fact that it happened in BCH, it's unfortunate from my mm -hmm. perspective. So I, I understand, you know, they about the money itself. Uh, I I can imagine that it, uh, the intentions could be good. Mm -hmm. uh, difficult to say uh, what other people have in their minds. Uh, yeah, but I would I would I would not be part of it if, if it's. On, so, uh, yeah, thanks for that answer. Um, how do you feel about the way it was proposed or, or presented? Uh, it, it seemed like at, at first they were um, 
you know, suggesting that, hey, this, this could be a great thing for the community and for Bitcoin Cash development. Um, but, but then, you know, as far as that presentation, did they do it in, a, in the right way? I'm not sure if I saw the original presentation, uh, so it's difficult to comment on that. Uh, the principle is wrong. I mean, if yeah. if there is no, let, let's look at what developers tend to do. So People okay, hold on. Like if so. if they were just starting out and and they had a brand new coin and they said right off the very beginning from the very offset, there's going to be a, a percentage of tax you know that the developers get. Well, uh, when it's there modern. are coins that do something similar. They're not charging the users per se, but they're setting a certain amount aside of the coin to you know reinvest into development. I think that's the proper way to do it. I don't think putting this the is, burden. Yeah, this is we're talking about doing it on the pool side. You, you know what you are uh, facing. If you mm -hmm. uh, face Zcash, it was uh, it was clear from the beginning. You can like it. You. You, you can think whatever you, you want about it. But it will, at least it was clear from the beginning, which is not this case. Yeah, making uh, it up as you go along. I don't like that. For, from the pool and, side, not, and, not from the coin developer side, right? Or Yeah, but st still it changes features of the coin. And, and it's somewhat like one-sided decision. And people love coding. People love to do some interesting stuff with their brands and computers. Uh, world is full of uh, very clever people writing software. And I don't think this is a proper way how to attract people to build some applications. Uh, well said. You, well you know, said. It, it cannot it's, work. Because it's it's going to attract greed and it's not going to attract innovation. Yeah, there's so many clever people working on projects they love and they feel that they can bring some value uh, by contributing uh, their effort uh, and therefore their uh, their money uh, for working on some interesting project. And this is not the case. So even the intentions could be good. I don't think it's a it's the right way how to how to approach it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a great, great explanation. But I, yeah. I didn't spend a lot of time analyzing what what actually was the communication and stuff like that. So if, if I missed some uh, critical <laughs> piece of news, uh, sorry, but I think this is roughly. Uh, yeah, we have a, another question here for you, and, and we'll make this our last question because I think we're running out of time. Um, the miner base says, what does the future of the industry look like? And what do you imagine you'll be doing three years from now? How much will your services have improved in that time period? I mean, I'll be already quite capable of driving my Lambo. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like the cars. But we are, I think we feel, everybody feels that we are moving towards more and more a professionalized industry. Uh, more and more companies are uh, doing super clever things to be efficient on every single level you can imagine. This will continue because it's mining. It's yeah. about being efficient and and uh, I can imagine 
uh, more public money will will come to the space. Ah, yeah, you started to. Scott, sorry, <laughs> I, just, I just had uh, to move into my garage right? for the end of this. Yeah, so what uh, we're talking about? Uh, how do you envision the future? What do you think it's going to yeah. look like? What What about you, Pavel, personally uh, or I would professionally? Like to, I would like to do what I'm doing, maybe less hours a week. Uh, but I like the industry and I, I like the space uh, and and the, the vibe and people uh, doing something what they value. It's really nice. It's tough industry. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody who mines for like for profit or for for living knows that it is a tough industry. It's going to be uh, tougher and tougher. But we just need to accept these basic principles, how, how this mm -hmm. industry works. But I would like to be in, in the space uh, still. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's what's going to happen. Uh, more public money, I would say. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 would, it would be mostly driven or partly by broader adoption. And if more and more uh adoption comes into the space and validation by uh larger companies or potentially uh, even uh, some government bodies let's say uh then more public companies with a lot of money would, would join in and we can see already uh this happening a bit yeah and that yeah. people who would have the expertise build for the years and years it's something what you, you can get overnight. Uh, a lot of people from the industry would have a lot of work to uh, help allocate this kind of money, uh, especially if uh, if the price is going up, then uh, we would see proportionally uh, a lot of um, a lot of money flowing into the Bitcoin Absolutely. infrastructure, mining infrastructure as well. It, it, it goes hands in hand. Without and imposing a tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, so before we leave, um, we want to ask you how people can find you online. But uh, before that, I just want to share with you, Pavel, about a new firmware that's available <laughs> uh -oh. for the Antminer S17 Plus. Have you heard about this? You uh, can make the S17 Plus hash up to 100 terahash per, sec uh, terahash per second at 43 yeah. watts per terahash. I have read an article about running some Intel CPU on almost seven gigahertz per second with some nitrogen liquid cooling. <laughs> uh, so yeah, crazy stuff can be done. Uh, I would like to get my hands uh, on the machine and firmware and actually see it. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I can imagine it's it's possible. So let me let me ask you this, Pavel. If if we could provide that to you. And you verified it. Would you be willing to go public and say, you know, hey, I'm one of the the fundamental creators of Brains OS. I've checked this out. It is stable. It works. It's real. Yeah, if it's true, I would I would uh, be capable of saying that. Yeah. Well, excellent. Why, why not? We'll have to talk soon then. Yeah, we'll have to talk definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, can, so can why I, don't you tell us the machine then and uh, use it for heating my flat? Absolutely. <laughs> or your pool or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, Pavel, yeah. why don't you tell people, uh, our audience, how they can find you um, on social media or, or around the web? Uh, 
use my name, type it to Twitter, and okay. I wish you good luck. Uh, I don't know <laughs> my handle. You don't Sorry. know your Twitter handle? Okay, that's no. cool. Let me let me find it. All right. I think yeah. have it. <laughs> Thanks for helping me with, with right. this. Uh, yeah, but obviously, and, and of course you're you're on Telegram, people. right, Pavel? You're yeah, on I Telegram. Am. So, I can yeah. find my Telegram handle there. <laughs> okay, but, add uh, M O R underscore. Put it somewhere, I guess. Right. Can you can you put it up on the screen so people can see Scott? Yep. One second here. Okay, so no, awesome, on, on awesome Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter, here we go. Twitter. I'll post it there. I should, should work harder in my social media presence. There you go. Hopefully, we're going to get you a, a bunch of new followers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Go. All right. Well, uh, Pavel, thank you for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to maybe having you on again in the future. Um, thanks for your time. Yeah, right. thank you for thanks, having me. Thanks, here. Pavel. Yeah, great. Okay. Bye. Bye. Take care.